What's up, guys? I am uh, Sans Nacelli because uh, it's midnight and I'm at home trying to get this thing posted because, yet again, another week uh, came and went and I uh, barely got it done in time because, you know, babies. Um, this week's guest is Justin Kotler. Uh, he's a, a CrossFit coach. He's a functional fitness coach across the board and a lot of competitive fitness. He's won like a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, if I had been more prepared, I would have had a list of all the things that he's won. But just take my word for it, he's very good at it. As this episode airs, uh, Justin is in Madison, Wisconsin, as the coach for Carrie Pierce, who is competing to be the fittest woman in the world in the CrossFit Games. He's kind of the Nick Saban of the functional fitness world. Uh, and I only say that because I know that Justin will uh, hate that. But he was gracious enough to come on the podcast and have some great conversations, so I'm not going to go too hard on him as a Dolphins fan. Justin's got some great insight uh, as a business owner um, and a father. Uh, we have some great conversation about how his daughter has gotten to watch these incredibly strong athletic women, um, and she emulates them and gets to be around them. Uh, and he gets some good advice on uh, how to keep a routine and keep a schedule and get some consistency in your life, which seems like something I should probably go back and pay attention to. So here is uh, Justin Cutler on Operation Deathbot. Hope you enjoy. I, I can say that the majority of my, my thinking, like I remember, you know, every day at being at work and all I could think about was when the next time I was going to sleep. That was really the, that was all I would think about. Yeah. And the problem was, is like, literally is like for a year, I feel like I didn't get anything accomplished <laughs> because, <laughs> because the only thing I thought about when I was awake was the next time I was going to be able to sleep. <laughs> that's how, that's how ridiculous the sleep deprivation was <laughs> the first year. And then it, and it's gotten better. There's no question. I mean, still, it's not great. You know, like, like I feel you know, that throughout my life, I've, I haven't had to have a ton of sleep to be able to function. Yeah. But when you're getting back to back to back, like two and three hour night sleeps, you know, and you're really never getting deep sleep because, because baby will wake up, yeah. and, you know, and it's better once, and I mean, listen, I hope for you, for your sake, that, that baby's a great sleeper, you know, sure, it's but it's a crapshoot, bro, yeah. you yeah. know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. And for us, we didn't get lucky. And then, and now she's much better. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's just, you know, she started climbing, climbing out of her crib at, a year and a half essentially so she was in a toddler bed i mean you know and that was one of the drawbacks of being growing up in a gym is right. she's so you know physically advanced i mean that's the thing yeah like it's amazing to watch ivy yeah. it's it's nuts yeah and it doesn't make any sense pull-ups and the hands yeah. and walking this like yeah yeah um, it's it's a it's pretty ridiculous but i uh and we can talk i, I want to talk more about the positives of that but i hadn't even really thought about the drawbacks that she just is like ready to go and can get out of the things that are meant yeah. for children her age toddlers are like yeah these safety things and these things that are built to contain children yeah not a problem for her no and i think we knew early because um so you know when you're and the baby they teach you how to swaddle right and mm -hmm. so the baby swaddles and you have to lay the baby on its back when the baby sleeps mm -hmm. and so they essentially say like you know once the baby can turn over right that you the swaddling is pretty much over right you know 
Um, and most babies will will turn over like between four and six months, and Ivy turned over at seven weeks. <laughs> and I remember that specific day because I was so excited about it. You know, me being a fitness coach and yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, she turned over. And Ashley, first thing she said was, "Does this mean we can't swaddle her anymore? <laughs> How am I going to get her to go to sleep?" Dude, it was a riot. But yeah, since then it's pretty much been. You know, she's always kind of been ahead of the curve yeah. and had no fear. Yeah, and. It's awesome. And at the same time, it's terrifying because <laughs> she'll do stuff. Then you're just like, she's literally going to break her neck and, yeah. you know, but she will just keep doing it. And <laughs> no, if you take her, you, you know, you can't take your eyes off of them for a second, but at some point in time you will. Right. And when you turn around, you see them doing something, you're like, oh my, you know, it's just horror <laughs> <laughs> and terror, but they're unbelievably resilient and yeah. they fall and they get up and they, I mean, I look at some of the falls she takes and I'd be dead. There's no <laughs> question. There's no doubt I'd be dead. And she just bounces, you know, she cries for five seconds and then turns around and does it again. Has to do it again. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Ivy do it. You know, she talks in the third person and it's, yeah. And you can't help her anymore. You know, she wants to do everything herself. But well, you, it's awesome. you drafted me for a second and just uh, to talk about it uh, more fully as a fitness professional, you're a, yeah. you're a coach, you're a, yeah. a fitness coach, you're a CrossFit coach. Mm -hmm. You have had, uh, as a coach, you've been super successful. I mean, I know you from working out at CrossFit Dynamics in Astoria, um, but across the board, uh, anyone out there, if you pay attention to CrossFit, uh, Justin, you've coached top level athletes yeah. and individuals. Yeah. Um, and what I think is really cool, I was at the gym this week and I noticed I was there once this week, by the way. I did get in. At nice, some, bro. At some point. There you go. I like it. <laughs> Got a good stretch in. And that's good. That that's good. Yeah. I hear you, bro. Um, I hear you. But I was looking around at the banners. You know, you have your competitive athlete banners uh, up around the gym. And there are so many strong uh, women. Unbelievable. Like, you've got Tracy Hutt, Heather Circus, uh, uh, Carrie Pierce. Mm -hmm. Like, these women deadlift 500 pounds. Right. And just squat clean over 300 pounds. And, like, yeah. do things that are that are of a different level yeah, it's astounding it's astounding yeah and it's fun it's been fun over the years to be around that anyone who comes into a place like that any residual idea of gender norms that they have in their mind got to go out the window yeah 100 percent. when you are flat out you can't compete with these women yeah like <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous it's i mean because right now i'm coaching carrie and for those who don't know, is Carrie Pierce is the number one American female in CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> but to see the things that she does yeah. week in, week out, and I, you know, I work with her for several hours a week, and and uh, it's it's astonishing. And it's become, you know, what's crazy is it's like now it's become normal to to watch her do that. Right. But then in comparison to the the rest of the world, and 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 like you said, fit guys that are at the box, you know, or that are at the gym. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, she, throw, we'll drop some yeah she just yeah. she just i mean it's just no there's no comparison yeah. you know and unless she has a history you know she was a, an all-conference gymnast at the university of michigan and she has the background but what's amazing about it is for having your daughter you know or having my daughter i should say and you know grow up in that environment um you know my wife listen she's unbelievably fit but yeah to to have ivy be able to watch and she's very close with carrie and to be able to watch these things where you're you're able to see women do things um that in history have not been normal right you know and right. and now you know to to break out of the mold in a sense and to be able to do things that are you know, I guess what most people would consider to be superhuman, yeah. but to make them human. Right. I I really think what's amazing is that I, 
I think, you know, Ivy's going to have this kind of idea that nothing is impossible yeah. um, and that she can do anything. And I want to perpetuate that. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. so it's, it's amazing. And at the same time, I think it's a, it's, um, it's a big responsibility of myself and Ashley's, um, to make sure that we champion that and that we don't suppress that in any way. Yeah. Um, and you know, but at the same time, I think I need to be very careful being a coach and coming from the background that I come from where when I was a kid, um, my father was, I, I'm going to put this gently. Um, my father was hard on me. Um, I mean, and, our parents don't listen to podcasts. You can say whatever. Yeah. Your dad might not hear Yeah. This. So, so I came from like the, the motto that like winning is everything and losing is shit, you know, mm -hmm. and that, you know, essentially like if you don't win at everything, um, that, you know, you're a failure ultimately. And I know that it was, for, it, it was his way of motivating, yeah. but there were a lot of times like, you know, and I, and listen, it, I'm not going to say it wasn't successful in the sense that I went, no, I went on and played college basketball. I played college golf, yeah. you know, and, and I've done some, some things, you know, so, which is cool. But at the same time, I remember specifically being in high school and, and not having a great game and having my dad come up to me at halftime and just berate me yeah. in front of people about how badly I was playing. And, you know, I, I need to be careful. I mean, I found like, like I'll tell you funny stories. It had to be at least a year ago. And, I, and Ivy now is two years. She's, she's 28 months. So Are she's still two doing years, months. Four, month thing I gotta get used yeah, it's crazy. Right. But she's two years, four months. Okay. Okay. Great. So she's still really young, but about a year ago, I'd say, and she'd been walking since 10 months. So she'd been walking a little while and we were just messing around. We were playing catch, right? I was trying to teach her how to play catch. And she, it was the first day she caught the ball and I was going crazy. I was loving it. Right. And then I was telling her to throw it back to me and she threw it back to me. And when she threw it back to me, it was a terrible throw. And I literally looked at her and said, no, Ivy, I said, that throw was terrible. <laughs> and Ash looked at me and she was like, are you serious? She's 18 months. <laughs> like you just told our daughter she threw terribly. And I was like thinking to myself how ridiculous it sounded. And I know that I need to be careful about that. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know that that's ingrained in me a little bit. Um, and it, I, I have to kind of get away from that negative reinforcement with her because I know that that didn't, I, I feel like it, it probably wasn't a great part of my childhood and, yeah. and I don't want to and that's you tough know, though, right? I mean, that. like, like you said, it brought about some successes in your life, yeah. but it also is not particularly a positive memory, like yeah. that thing in, yeah. a, in a nutshell. Yeah. And then there's like, I mean, you want to encourage your kids, I assume, like I'm trying to figure this part out now at yeah. time to as whatever extent you can. And like we were saying, there's no planning ahead. There's, I mean, I know that all this is going to go out the window, but at least making an effort to, to plan ahead, but like figuring out the balance of be of supporting and being honest about it and wanting to set the bar high but not unattainably high or not negatively high yeah. or like i don't know where you find because you guys you and your wife actually are super encouraging and supportive and let her do anything and she's in a gym all the time mm -hmm. and so she's just grabbing things and do it like she can swing a kettlebell she does snatches she's yeah. like yeah doing crazy stuff and yeah. so it's like supporting that and then letting her I, I mean what are your thoughts on like like I, I sometimes I look at Ivy and I wonder if you just see like 
podium finishes and gold medals in her future or like are you like looking yeah. for the junior 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 division of crossfit games it's like- a great question <laughs> um because i it's just funny is that people ask a lot like already you know and they already talk about that stuff and you know i think for for me right now what i want to do is expose her to as many avenues as possible yeah. like sports wise but but also you know ashley and i both come from mu- a music background too yeah so i want to expose her to that as well and i think you know over the next few years um by exposing her and and letting her kind of decide which path you know mm-hmm. whether it's um maybe, maybe it's both you know maybe she she pursues both but um i don't yeah i'm i definitely think you know it's and and this may be a little bit controversial in a sense but i think it's a parent's responsibility to help guide you know um if you see that first of all i think getting a child into sports into music into extracurricular activities is is unbelievably positive yeah um especially now in in this culture where we have you know so many kids that all they do is play video games and they're on their phones all the time and nobody talks to each other anymore um you know so so i think it's it's our responsibility to make sure that our kids don't just do that yeah um and and you know for someone like like ivy who is at the gym all the time and is a sponge and is watching people do you know amazing things and wants to do those things um i I think it's our responsibility to assist her um she just started like you know she's two years old she just started gymnastics Mm -hmm. right um but there are also videos like i love on instagram she'll be in gymnastics class and there will be a class it looks like it looks like there is a some kind of class going on but then Ivy found like a, an even bars over here that she'd rather be on. Right. So it's like, yeah, we're in gym class. We're in gymnastics class. But also, if you want to check that thing out, like, go, let's go check that thing out. Right. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, you know, the one thing she doesn't, she's not great, you know, with structure yet, you know, but she's two. So <laughs> yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I I do see, you know, in my mind, of course, but then I'm not trying to do that, you know, like, because then I think it, I just don't want to put that pressure you know, on her. And I, and I also don't want to put that pressure on us, you know, and I think it'll, it'll, you know, kind of weed itself out. Like she'll, she'll play soccer. She'll play, you know, she'll do gymnastics, you know, maybe she, she plays basketball. She plays this, she plays that, you know, she'll start piano. She'll do this. And if she loves it, whatever it is that she excels at and, and wants to do, you know, will help, you know, kind of guide her down that path. And I think there's a fine line between pushing and, and guiding, you know? Um, and, and, and listen, I mean, I think you can, you can kind of ride that line a little bit because you do obviously listen that, you know, you see kids that do excel for them for a lot of times, the parents are taking them to practice and the parents right. are doing this and that, you know, but I just don't want to put undue pressure on her because sure. I think if she likes something, she just seems to have the tenacity um, and just that thing in her gut that when she sees somebody do something she can't do, she wants to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I want her to feel that. I don't want 
me to be like, I want you to do that. So you have yeah. to do it. I, you know, yeah. she just seems to want to do it. Yeah. So I'm just going to help kind of nudge. And know? I guess like, even if like we can talk about breaking gender norms and we can talk about all these things, but if also like she loves her kitchen set, if yeah. she wants to do all of the things that are historically lady things awesome. to do. Well, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. I mean, I, and yeah. I think that that's, but I think that's so cool right now. Um, because I do think there has been a movement, um, where strong is sexy and where you've got women now who can be, you know, feminine and strong as shit. And that's awesome. You know, like, and I think, I I think that's, that is kind of breaking gender norms, but at the same time, I think it's becoming more the norm. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And I think it's an awesome time for her to, to grow up into that. Yeah. Um, in the, in the culture that we, have kind of created over at dynamics, but just in the culture that we have with our friends and, and because we have a, you know, a lot of like-minded friends who kind of feel the same way. Right. And that's kind of like, also, why not go ahead and step into lean into that being a little like, let's be intentional about that. Like kind of like, Oh, look, this is the way things are going. We all have a a more, fuck it. I'll say open-minded approach to things. It's not so boxed in, uh, you know, watching you guys in your example, like, once they they have all the options as opposed to having half of the options right. as opposed to having the little girl options they have all the options if they choose a few from this side and a few from the other side that's fine too like whatever your options want to be if you want if you really love if reading is really your thing and also weightlifting is your thing and also piano like whatever your thing is right. cool there's yep. no there's no you can't do that thing. right yeah um, without question i think you know what? I, f- I think that that having that ability and and us being open minded and and also again you know like you, like we've been talking about I just think you know that there's there's so many opportunities open to her yeah. and I don't I think it's you know Ash and I both are so open minded about it yeah. that that ultimately you know wherever she wants to go in that sense and and wherever she excels and whatever she likes you know, we're going to help her with. And I think a lot of that comes from myself taking kind of, you know, and and Ash both taking a little bit of a abnormal path. I'm going to say abnormal path, but you know, well, sure. I mean, your, your wife is from Wisconsin and came to New York as an actress. Absolutely. That any, any part of that is out of the norm. That absolutely. I mean, and from, comes from a town of 450 people that's unheard of that, you know what I mean? They're they're Everyone in her town is still in her town in the same house they grew up in with, you know, families, et cetera. And she came here to, to, to New York, you know, you go from 400 people to how many million people. Right. I mean, it's like, and she did it, you know, but I think that's just kind of, kind of is an example of her character and she, she's also fearless, you know, and yeah. I think Ivy has that in her. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I grew up in a, in a, you know, upper class family. My dad was a very successful lawyer. He essentially created a law firm I could have walked into, went to the University of Pennsylvania, you know, and and halfway through college said, yeah, I'm going to be a singer. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, and, and, you know, so I think that the paths that we've taken aren't, aren't, you know, right. kind of normal right. in a sense. And, and they were the, the paths less traveled and, right. and you want to be a little bit cliche Robert Frost, but, um, but yeah, it was, you know, and I, and I think having that and, and having parents that, that are that way, I think it, it, we understand. And I, I know, and, you know, for her, I think it's gonna, it's a good thing because it's, you know, we're going to kind of let her find her way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, uh, from what I can tell, 
I mean, yeah, because that's kind of like New York. Like our our group, our friends in New York are all kind of some version of that for the most yeah. part. Like we all kind of came from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We came. That's all. That's what New York is. Yeah. It's like come from that other thing you did. Yeah. Change it all up. Come to New York. Mm-hmm. But even uh, like my friends who are still back in Alabama who had kids now are realizing that there are more options for their kids than we had, than our parents had. Mm-hmm. You know, I had significantly more doors open than my parents did. And that's a tribute to my parents. Like they, like I said, they didn't really know how to grow in me, how to help the the things that I wanted to do, but they found the people that could. Right. They, I got into classes. I got into, you know, I went to school for these things because they were like, yeah, if this is what you like, right. we'll figure that out for you. Yeah. And now we're the next generation of being able to open that up even more and say, yeah, really whatever it is you want, we'll support that. But to your point, like a kid can't just figure out, a kid's not going to say, Oh, I like coding computers. Oh, I like playing right. basketball. Oh, I, you know, it's like right. have the options, pay attention to what it is that they are gravitating to. Yeah. And then kind of like encourage that. Yeah. Help the, cultivate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Help cultivate. Great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And yeah, and I think that's what we, we plan to do is, is introduce her to yeah, as many things as we can and, mm-hmm. and, and see what sticks in a sense. I, I just have this, you know, and I mean, listen, I'm biased. I'm, I'm her dad. So, but I just have this feeling that where, wherever she kind of decides to go into, she yeah. just, that, you know, have a sixth sense about things. And I just have a feeling she's gonna be successful at it. I just, I, I think she's, she just has shown, um, a, you know, a talent for whatever it is that she starts to do. Yeah. So know? not even, I mean, specifically, yeah, she does a lot of gym related things because she's in a gym, but just the fact that she is tenacious. Yeah. So even if it's not physical or whatever it is, yeah, she has certainly a drive yeah. to get it right. Let's get into a little bit of um, one of the categories I like to call welcome to the suck. Uh, yeah. Uh, David Goggins uh, yeah. embrace the suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if sure. there were a time over the past two years, yeah. um, I know you said like sleep was tough early. Sleep, sleep was the hardest, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and and patience, you know, I mean, when you're tired and you're grumpy and. Yeah, know. I'm a dick. Like, yeah. I, sleep. I, I know I'm that about definitely myself. more of a dick now than I was before. <laughs> and See, some I, people would be like, whoa, because you were a dick before. I, would, but <laughs> I think I might. I think I might disagree with that. I feel really? like you chilled out in parenthood. Um, <sighs> Maybe. I. You know. I don't know. I, I think, um, I think one of the hardest parts is literally just being patient, you know, um, and, and taking a second every now and then to just breathe because she is on when she's awake, she's on, there's no like time where she's not on and we don't have help in the sense that we don't have family here. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Ash, yeah, and talk about that too. Yeah, it's you guys, tough, man. You guys run a business. Yeah. So there's no maternity leave from someone else. No. It's not like it's not like either of you got parental leave mm. from a boss. No. Like so you just had to figure that out. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, if I'm working and you know, sometimes Ash is is somewhere I'm and Ivy's with me and I'm at work and I just she's just with me. Yeah. So I have to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, but it's like the embrace the suck moment. So here's what I think, like, honestly, my least favorite part of the, the whole thing so far. Um, so, f- you know, I, and, and this is actually like a serious subject because it, it, it was something that really was terrifying to me. Um, what was at the, the hospital, 
just scares you so much about about sudden infant death syndrome, like SIDS, yeah. right? So, like you have this whole when the baby was born, you have um, you essentially have uh, I don't know, it's like a a little seminar, right, where you have to talk about. Um, you know, what you need to do at all times and make sure the baby's sleeping on its back and, you know, like make sure you don't have pillows in the crib and make yeah. sure you don't have this and all these different things. So I think when, by the time we got home, I was, I, I was so scared that I remember and the, the first several weeks, right? I think of the first three or four weeks that I wouldn't let myself sleep. And the minute that I fell asleep, I would wake up screaming, is she still breathing? Is she still breathing? And finally, like Ashley was so mad at me because I would wake her up, you know, she'd be sleeping and the minute I'd wake up, I'd start screaming. I have to make sure. And I, I just think, you know, after about three or four weeks, I was so tired that I remember thinking, she's made it this long. <laughs> Now I'm just going to sleep. Like I just have to sleep. Yeah. Those first couple of weeks I had worked myself up into literally such panic yeah. over this thing that, you know, listen, I mean, it, it is, it's horrible and it, you know, but at the same time, I mean, it's a, it's, it's such a small percentage and yeah. there are things that you can do that right. really do help prevent. And, you know, if you follow those steps, it's like, you know, it's going to be fine. Right. And I, and I just, that I remember, you know, those first couple of weeks were, were fucking horrible. Yeah. Like I just, I was just always in a panic anytime she was asleep and, you know, I never, I, I don't know, man, it was like, it was like really scary, you know? And I, yeah. and I let myself like really have all these horrible thoughts. Um, any part of that had to do with sleep deprivation too, you know, you just get sure. tired and then you're not thinking straight, you yeah. know? Well, um, that is, I mean, I, I'm very much aware of that part of it now. We recently had our uh, CPR class, yeah. um, which was, you know, started out, first of all, I got complimented by the teacher, like right away. I was winning CPR class. Yeah. yeah. I got this down. No problem. <laughs> yeah. No problem at all. Yeah. And then we get into the section about like, oh, here are all of the dangers that surround you all the time. Yeah. And it was like. I, the panic level just kept rising and rising. I was like, there's just anything can kill. I just, you know, get that mindset of like, no. everything is deadly. Yeah. Everything is deadly. What, how am I ever going to sleep? Yeah. No, I'm going to. And yeah, it's true. And I, th I think I let myself, you know, but then I, you know, and then I think about it now and it's like, listen, like we made it. Yeah. You know, and I think about my parents and I'm like, shit, if my parents didn't kill me, like <laughs> we're going to be all right. You yeah. know, like I, <laughs> like I'm, I think it would be fine. And, yeah. and I, you know, I, I just, uh, but listen, it's easy to say, you don't know how you're going to react. Yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely, the first few weeks was, was, you know, pretty scared about that stuff, but, and then I, and then I wasn't yeah. honestly, and I think part of that just came from, you know, kind of those first few weeks, like one being sleep, sleep deprived, but, but two, just kind of seeing that, you know, everything was fine, you yeah. know, and, and we were smart about it. We didn't do anything stupid. We were, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and everything was okay. But I think that was really the worst part yeah. uh, of the whole thing so far was just those first few weeks. And then the other thing is I, you know, at, at the beginning they sleep, they eat, they cry, you know, they shit, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, yeah. And then after a couple months, you know, then start to smile and, and personality starts to show up and, and then they're like a person yeah. and it's, it just keeps getting better. Like it, to me, it's the, 
you know, I, that, that beginning stage I think is the toughest and then it's gotten better and better and better since then. Uh, and then, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, the first time that she says she loves you, you know, and I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. I always say it's like, you know, there's a saying and it's not my saying, but there's a saying that when you have a child that your heart is no longer on the inside of you. Right. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like you would do, you're no longer, and I'm a very, and, and I think as an, as a, as an artist and, you know, as, as someone who is an artist or someone who is an athlete, you're, you're very self-centered. Mm-hmm. Like your life revolves around you, you, you're selfish. And it's yeah. not necessarily is selfish that you're hurting others, but your concern is yourself. Right. Your concern is your career. Your concern is, and I've always been that way. There's no question. And it immediately switches, you know, oh, it's unbelievable. It's nothing you can prepare for, but now it doesn't matter if you get no sleep. It doesn't matter if you have shit all over you. It doesn't matter if you, ultimately the only thing that matters is that child's well-being. And, you know, I think, um, it's a, it's a really amazing thing that happens, you know, because I didn't, really know that that would be the case yeah and it happens right away yeah yeah and and i think it happens for for our spouses earlier because they're carrying a child so mm-hmm. you know they're already you know giving up alcohol giving right. up this giving up that you know and doing things you know obviously for the betterment of the child because right. they're carrying the child and for us, it really becomes real that minute that you, that, that they have a baby and then yeah. you see the baby and, and, you know, there's birth that happens and all of a sudden you see this child that's now yours and it's an immediate, well, at least for me, it was an, it's an immediate bond. There's nothing that I've ever felt like it, you yeah. know, and there's a love there that's indescribable. It's yeah. not, you know, um, but it, it is, it is scary, you know, in a sense, because, like you're now responsible yeah. for this living thing. And like you said, all those things, all those fears. So now it's like the most you've ever cared about something and the most fearful, that seems like such a... And because they're the most fragile. Right. You know, <laughs> like it's literally a helpless entity yeah. Yeah. that you are responsible for. Like their lives depend on you. Yeah. That's not great for someone who's self-centered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not great, you know. But I mean, listen, you have a partner. Yeah. Uh and I'll, you know, and listen, my, my Ash is amazing, you know, and and uh and I know I'm sure Jen will be too and you know, like you know, it's amazing to see what moms do. Yeah. I think it's really astounding. Um but yeah, a lot of it's going to be figuring it out for me. I mean, not just the nuts and bolts, but the I, the fact that it's been about me my entire life. Right. Um, and so that is going to be a shift. I, yeah. I kind of hope that it comes that naturally. <laughs> I think it will, you know, I, I really do. I mean, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's tough in the sense that like, you really don't know what to expect, you know, like yeah. I, people will say it all the time. You know, I remember talking to parents and fathers and having them say like, you know, oh, you, you got to prepare for this. You got to prepare for that. And this advice, that advice, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't matter what they say because there's no way to really understand it until you're in it. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. I, I, so, I mean, advice, I, I, I don't even like to give advice because I think everyone's experience is different. Yeah. And at the same time, it, 
I just, you don't really get it until you're in it. Yeah. And I, and I know that that's like such a cop out answer, but it really isn't yeah. because that's really the way it was for me. Is it like, I didn't understand it because I didn't understand the level of connection that you have with this child. You know, yeah. like you don't understand it. It's just this thing that happens. Um, and because that happens, everybody's experience is different because I think everybody's connection is different. But the, for me, it, it was, you know, like, like I said, it was just like, okay, there's this shift now where the, you know, that, that kind of ego, that self-centered, you know, like I am number one immediately that, that stopped, you know, and that, and it's, it's cool, but it's different, man. It's wild. (laughs) It really is. It's it's crazy. You know, like, I mean, I was just so used to doing whatever the hell I wanted to do, you know, I mean, go out to dinner, you go out to dinner, right? Like, you know, you watch a game, you watch a game, you know, (laughs) you do this, you do that. You want to go work out, you just work out. Like that's no big deal. You know, you go see a movie, go see a movie. Want to go, we go away for a weekend. Awesome. Yeah. That shit doesn't happen anymore, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's just, it revolves around whatever we, you know, and also I think it has to do with the fact that we don't have family here and we can't just pawn her off to grandma, you know, like, no, we can't do that. That's just not, you know, so whatever we do is generally with Ivy, um, you know, it revolves around Ivy and that's, that's okay. You know? And you guys, I mean, you guys do a good job of still being you, you still have a business, you still have fun together. You still like, you didn't lose yourself altogether. No, but it's been hard and it's been harder than it ever ever has been. Do you guys work on that intentionally? We did, you know, honestly, I mean, if we're being transparent about it, we, we went through a period of time where like we were having some, some difficulties, you know, and, and we went and spoke to somebody like together. And then honestly, it was really helpful and we did it for like a month and, and I feel like we're stronger than ever. And, you know, I mean, we're never close to, I, I, you know, I think breaking up or anything, but yeah, there's so much. And, and honestly, you know, with, with what I do and, and I, you know, I'm still traveling, you know, a lot with, uh, with fitness, whether, whether it's, you know, CrossFit games or, or competitions, you know, this and that USAFF stuff. Um, and, and, you know, the periods of time when Ash is here for extended periods of time by herself, which, which honestly, man, I mean, like it's hard, you know, Ivy is never, she never turns off, you know? So you're, it's really challenging, you know, it'll drive you a little bit insane sometimes. Um, but you know, I think in general, a couple of things that have been really good for us. Um, you know, we, one of the things that we, that came out of that, you know, the, the talking to somebody the therapy and stuff is like creating like a date night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'll find, we, you know, we'll get a babysitter for that night and we'll go do something. And it could just literally be, you know, go to dinner yeah. or go play mini golf or, you know, not having to be anything crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not like, but just something, you know, that's a little bit where you're just together, yeah. um, which is important, I think. Um, and we do a lot of stuff as a family, you know, we'll, we'll try to get at least a day or two, you know, where we go and do stuff as a family. Um, because I think both of us can just get absorbed, sure. you know, um, I know I can. I mean, that's good advice. I think as, as parents, you know, um, is make sure that there's still, you know, that you guys still have the connection, you yeah. know, um, because you can't just exist 
and I mean, I guess maybe this is some people would disagree with me, but I, I think you still have to exist for each other. Yeah. You can't just exist for the child because yeah. then you lose the connection with your spouse. And that's, you know, that's horrible. Well, and I mean, let's talk specifically. Ivy such a mimicker. Yeah. Uh, someone said recently, kids mimic. And yeah. Ivy is at the front end of mimic. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. so good at that. And, <laughs> but kids don't know what to mimic and what not to mimic yeah. like you're you're also teaching her how to have a relationship sure. with someone yeah so if what a kid sees for a long time is not great like right. and look look not all marriages work out and <laughs> marriages work out when there's kids sure. but like being aware that you know for a fact and you know for a fact with ivy she's watching everything, oh, everything. and she's gonna emulate that yeah so um i think it's great that you guys are intentional about making time for you you know, she knows that mommy and daddy love each other. Yeah. Not always like each other. That's the, tr that's the way things happen. Yeah. That's, know, but that's <laughs> the way it happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, you're right. And I, I think, you know, I think we do, you know, I think in a lot of ways we're an, ex we're, you know, it's a scary thought, but I mean, we're an extension of our parents. Right. <laughs> and, but, but, in, you know, it, good and bad. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and sometimes I have to make sure that I, that I take a good look and, and, you know, kind of like remember, okay, I was pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. let me make sure that doesn't happen or this was really positive and let me try to recreate that or let yeah. me, let me try to use that as an example. You know, yeah. one thing I will say about my parents is my parents were, they all were and are my number one fan. Like they yeah. would, they were behind me, you know, and, and they would support me no matter what. Right. Even when I said, you know, I'm like, I'm want to be a singer, they were realistic. You know, they were like, okay, let's, you know, but when they heard me sing and when they came and saw me do stuff, they were like, okay, yeah, you're really good. Yeah. Like you can fucking sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got a chance. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of it. Um, I think like, you know, you said something and, and I definitely prescribe to this, like, I'm not someone who is give a trophy to everybody. Like that's not my mentality. Yeah. I hate that. Like <laughs> you, you earn it or you don't, you're either good enough or you aren't. Yeah. And I think it's important to be honest about that. Yeah. You know, like, listen, when I was a kid, you know, I was a, I was a good athlete you know, um, and I knew that I had a chance to be able to play, you know, sports in college. Yeah. Um, but I also think I, in my mind thought I was better than I was. Right. And going to college was a wake up call to me. Um, you know, I was, I, I was all conference in high school, you know, I was first team all County and, and I went to college and I was not as good as the guys that yeah. were playing ahead of me. And well, the two guys that played ahead of me went to the NBA. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They both played in the NBA and, yeah. and, and, and at the time I was like, holy shit, like I suck. But the truth was I didn't suck. I was actually right. really good. They were just better. Right. Um, but it was, a, it was a, it was a reality check, you know? Um, but I think like it helped me in the long run also kind of be able to say like i i didn't have somebody in like say to me at that time when i was in high school like hey listen like you're not gonna go to the nba like you <laughs> may play in college but you're not gonna yeah. go there and that that's not necessarily like i, I don't want to crush people's dreams sure. but at the same time like you you know there's a, there's some people that are good enough. There's some people who have a chance to be good enough. And then there's some people who, you know, you're going to have to do something else. Right. Um, and 
you know, so I think it's important to recognize, you know, that. And, and as a, as a parent, I think it's important to, like we talked about before, you know, get them into things and, and allow them to do things and allow them to excel at things, but also not to create a false sense sure. of something yeah. that is not reality because that can fuck someone up. Yeah. You know, I mean, that can create all sorts of problems. I mean, to cycle back around to New York city, like there is a giant population here of people who were told their entire life right. that they were the best possible version of whatever it is that they do. Right. And now they're here and they've either had to recognize that they're not and they're figuring something else out or they have not figured out that they're not and they're just out there banging their head against the wall to your point like encourage support but also like be honest with yeah you, right like, and listen you may have enough talent but sometimes it just doesn't happen right sometimes you make it and sometimes you don't right. and 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 obviously there's different definitions of making right. it right I mean, what making it right to you, but right? at the end of the day like you can you can have the talent and still not get where it is that you think you should be right. um so so that's that's a fine line too that's a yeah. whole nother thing you know um but i think at the end of the day it's like it, it is important like if someone if if you if you know someone has the talent then you help cultivate it yeah. but if they don't have the talent then it's very important to yeah. let them know hey listen this may not happen you know there are other things that you do well right. or other things you need to put your attention into right. because this is just not realistic yeah and i think that's that's a tough subject and that's part of why there are so many people who really need to be told that who haven't been told that and we live in a in a town that a lot of people should not be doing what right. they're doing they're just not good enough to right. do it and they're not going to get there and there's like a <laughs> there's like a i was real bad at baseball i played all the sports growing up i was not good at baseball so my parents were like yeah if you want to play summer league baseball great we're spending zero money on you playing on a travel team or trying to get on the high school team or doing like whatever the thing, like, sure, play it for fun, right. have your fun with it. Right. We like sports, like being outside, do that, do that thing. I played soccer and basketball and, you know, baseball, but I was like passable at plenty of sports, real bad at baseball. Okay. And they were like, we're just not going to, we're not going to put extra money into the one that we know you're not going to That's gonna very do. fair like, in my do opinion. Do it for fun. Yeah. But don't think that this is going to be. Oh, listen, thing. do anything for fun. Right. Right. But I mean, you're talking about, you know, like trying devoting to a, a life yeah. to it or yeah. or planning the future on it. Yeah. That's a whole different story. Yeah. It's tough because you don't want to crush kids dreams. Right. But at the same time, if those if those dreams are ridiculous, you know, there is something to be said about about creating a focus, yeah. you know, um, because there are there are very rare uh, occurrences where you see people who are really good at three things. Right. Right. You know, right. I mean, it happens. Um, but ultimately, you know, having a, like when you see where your talent lies and then having a bit of focus, yeah. I think, I don't think there's anything wrong as a parent of, of kind of, like I said, you know, kind of guiding a little bit, yeah. you know, and, and kind of narrowing the focus mm -hmm. a bit. I'm not saying sure. to necessarily has to be one thing, sure. um, but, uh, but it also doesn't have to be 14 things. Right. right? Um, and I just think that my, my past and then what I, what I do on a daily basis, that it, it kind of helps allow me to be able to see like, okay, you know, I can see that there's, she's got talent here right. you know, or, or she's got this or that. And I, I think that that's important, you know, plus yeah. I, I think also just being involved as a parent, yeah. you know, it seems I like mean, that's just kind of the key is paying attention, huge. being involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
to kind of combine two of the things we were talking about, um, uh, self-care, paying attention to you, having time for you, and also you as a fitness professional. Yeah. Um, one of the things I feel like, and you know, I spent time as a CrossFit coach, as a mm-hmm. personal trainer, and I like being fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been leaning out of that a little bit these days. Uh, and I don't even have a kid yet. No, like just that. wait. <laughs> so to that point, yeah. uh, I noticed that uh, in the fitness world, men have a hard time getting into like i guess like it's like a class setting like yeah. men don't like crossfit works out for men because there's weightlifting correct but like i just need to lose 15 pounds yeah. and so if i just like you mean like a barry's boot camp yeah something thing? or yeah. like you know i did the fucking insanity videos at one point yeah. and frankly loved it yeah we should come up with uh the like the dad Dad version of that yeah Yeah. that's a good idea actually um i don't know what that means yeah but but i maybe we'll talk about it yeah Yeah. (laughs) i I like it i mean yeah um so it's interesting it's interesting actually um because you know if you talk about the analytics of the way the fitness movement is going Mm -hmm. it's actually like there's a huge movement of of women Mm -hmm. Um, who are, who are kind of diving much more into fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, maybe it's CrossFit. I think that has a big thing to do with it. Um, I believe that. yeah, but in general, like, and I, I know this, well, I just won because it, when we started at dynamic several years ago, there was a, there was probably a 70, 30 male to female ratio mm-hmm. and now it's 50, 50 mm-hmm. and we're getting more and more women. Um, mm-hmm. and I think less and less men. Um, and the analytics will, will tell you that that's the way it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know why that, that necessarily is the case. Um, you know, in, I think for me, I'll tell you this, like as a dad, um, and you know, with a young child, I found it very hard to one, you're tired. You know, two, it's just hard to find the time when you're running a business and you're, you know, you have responsibilities outside of that. I think one of the things that I can say, you know, one of the big, the the biggest advice I can give, and I am guilty of not doing this because I just have so much going on. And that's an excuse. I think I, you know, my, my wife is much better at schedules. I'm not really a schedule guy. (laughs) Um, I never have been, you know? Um, but if it, when you say self-care, like it's important that you schedule time for you. If that's something that's yeah. important to you, whatever it is that's important to you, you need to put it on a fucking schedule yeah. because if you don't, it's not going to happen. Like, and, and it's become more and more apparent to me, like that if I don't schedule it and I'm, I'm not selfish about that 30 minutes or yeah. those 45 minutes, then I'm not going to get it done. Yeah. And it's been hard over the last two years, almost going on two and a half years, um, to be diligent about fitness yeah. for myself, you know? Um, well, one of the other things too, is that I noticed like with dads, with, with just people, men getting older with myself, getting a little older, like I, I am working on reframing because I'm not going to be, no. the, I'm not going to be the athlete that I was at one point. Like, that's so then I'm like, yeah. well, if I've only got 30 minutes and I can only do this one thing, fuck it. I'm just not going to work out. Like that's right. where I, I feel like I'm in a pouting anti-fitness yeah. oh, mode I right get now it. because I'm like, eh, yeah. I'll come in and I'll do like a CrossFit workout and I'll, I'll, I'll kill myself the way that I am accustomed to 
and that's it for two weeks. Like right. I'm just like, I, why I can't work out now? Right. Why would I do Smashed. that? So like, yeah, yeah. Reframing. You do. Like, you have to change. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's uh, it's tough on the ego. Yeah. And I look at what I was, you know, I was looking at what I was doing a couple of years ago. You know, and I mean, yeah. I, listen, I, and I I wasn't a great CrossFit athlete, but I was good enough. I competed at regionals, sure. you know, in 2012. And that, like, That's I mean, hard in to context, do. like a regionally competitive CrossFit athlete is the top percent good. of fit people very in good. the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was fit and, yeah. and you know, I mean, I'm a shell of that person. <laughs> Six <laughs> years later, a shell. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, compared to the rest of the world, still pretty fit. Yeah. You too, you know, but, yeah. but we're just used to feeling a certain way right. and being able to do certain yeah. things as athletes our whole lives, you know, yeah. and, and it is tough on the ego to not be able to do that. But really, realistically, like I find that, when I uh, do dial it back, but still get, you know, get a workout in mm -hmm. that I feel much better. Yeah. You know, if I smash myself, then it's not, it's not good. Yeah. You know, it's really not. Yeah, It's like a new kind of pain. Yeah, so I'm like that doesn't feel it's not good. good. Yeah. No. So it's just part of like, and let's, let's work on this. Too. Let's, let's, let's build something around this. Like we'll get some, some dad workouts yeah. going and reframing it. We're going to, it's like, I feel like a lot of guys, a lot of my friends, are, yeah. if they weren't D1 athletes, they were high school athletes. They yeah. play ball at some point. They yeah. like playing ball. Yeah. And there's this, it's hard to get, it's hard to get the ego out of the way and go like, oh no, two weeks, I'll just cut out some carbs. I'll stop drinking beer for a week. I'll give it one hard week and I'm just going to be fit again. I'm going to have eight abs. Yeah. Like, that's just not Doesn't the happen, bro. <laughs> Yeah. The two things that were really hard for me, uh, the first was when like I realized that if I, that really playing sports for me were pretty much done. Yeah. Um, because it, I just would, I just get hurt. Yeah. Like it didn't, you know, like you just get to the point where I was like, listen, I can go throw the ball around. Right. You know I mean, I can go and, 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 you know, do some, but right. honestly, like the days of like competitive sports, yeah. no fucking chance. Yeah. That's done. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. no way that's going to happen. Was it last year? Uh, so I played a <laughs> softball team. Yeah. Now. Like that's next. I'm like, I'll be, a, and I'm one of the younger guys on this team, yeah. you know, so it's like a men's league softball team. We're all kind of chilling out. But last year I was like, oh, I'm going to join this flag football team a couple weeks out there. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. No. This is, I'm going to get horribly injured. Yeah. My body does not feel good doing this. No, that was one of the toughest things, you know? Yeah. And then I, and then I think the other tough thing after having Ivy was just the fact that like my time is no longer my time. Yeah. So I, you know, like I, I want to work out. Well, you can't work out right now. You got to go. Right. Ivy's got to do this. Like, right. okay, you can't do it, you know? So that's why, like, I definitely would say to you, try to schedule, even if it's a couple hours a week where you know you can do, you know, get in and do yeah. a workout or some something, right. something physically, you know, physically active. Yeah. It's, it's going to be important for your mental health okay. to do that. Just Cause I know it's it. been, yeah. for me, it's definitely depressing. If, if like I look at a week and, and you know, I'm fucking in the gym all the time yeah. and, and I, and I haven't been able to do anything, yeah. you know, and that's, that's frustrating as hell, yeah. especially when you're used to it. Like it's part of your life, you right. know? So, so I would, that, that is a bit of advice I would say is try to, try to schedule it. Okay. Um, you know, no, listen, the first, the first couple of weeks, you're going to be <laughs> a zombie, you know, yeah. but, but then I would say, try to get into some type of routine with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, man. I, I think there is, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is with men, you know, I don't know exactly, you know, why, but I do find that, uh, 
it is a it is a bit of a challenge you yeah. know what men like is it the machismo is it the, yeah i, I don't know. know but I yeah you're right teach like corporate boot camp classes yeah like go to the central park and teach a class after work yeah and it's like 95 percent women yeah and then one or two guys and you know they and they get a good workout out of it but yeah. word doesn't like the culture is not that yeah. men want to come do that yeah um and i don't know like i have no shame about that shit like i've done theater my whole life yeah and, like, <laughs> You know, I would have to miss soccer practice for a rehearsal. Sure. So, like, if it is a machismo thing, like, that was taken away from yeah. me at a young yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. So, I love going, like, even like a fun fitness class. Sure. Like, I love those things. Yeah. But, yeah, something about it is that not resonating with, with I don't know why. I don't yeah. Know and I think ultimately, you know, as a, as a fitness coach, but just as someone who, you know, has seen literally over the last, nine years, eight years, you know, uh, owning a, a gym, owning a, a fitness business. We've seen thousands of people yeah. come in and out. Yeah. Um, the it's, it's consistency. Like you got to do something, you yeah. know, you got to move, you've yeah. got to, you've got to do something. And, um, you know, you, you see a lot of people who, if they can't, you know, bench press they can't lift weights they can't do this they don't do anything right kind of like what you talked about yeah, before I, mean, I do that yeah I'm, and it's, I'm guilty of that it, it honestly that's that is a really that's that's kind of a hole that people dig for themselves and all of a sudden three four years later yeah you know they they're 30 40 50 pounds overweight yeah. you know they're now incredibly deconditioned they're starting to have medical issues they're yeah. starting to have, and and that's the that's the you know we've seen that path like that pattern happen a lot yeah um so yeah, I think it's important, you know, for people in general to 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 try to, you know, whatever it is that that you find, whether it's riding a bike, whether it's you know doing calisthenics, whether it's yeah. you know jogging, whether it's going to play tennis, whether it's going to do this or that, it's you've got to find something, and yeah. you got to be, you got to move. Yeah. Like there's there's just, I mean, my grandfather, um, who was like one of the most amazing specimens that I ever, now that I think about it, I mean, the guy was 90 years old and still playing tennis, <laughs> running a mile a day. Like, you know, wow. he lived till 93 and he didn't have any health problems till the last year of his life. Wow. I never knew him to ever have a health problem. Wow. Um, he was still kicking the shit out of 25 year olds on a tennis court in his <laughs> mid eighties. And it was unbelievable, wow. but that's what he loved to do. Yeah. I mean, it, he, he loved he loved, he woke up in the morning. The first thing he did was he would get on the floor and start doing his stretches and his calisthenics. Yeah. He'd play tennis in the afternoon and he'd do calisthenics at night around the house. And he did this every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just ingrained in him. Um, he never went to the gym. Yeah. Never went to the gym. I don't remember him talking about working out ever, you know, and I never knew him to do that, yeah. but he was active yeah. and he, and he found something that worked for him and he was consistent and regimented about it. You know, again, whether it's on your own, whether it's in a class, and I think a, like a lot of it with guys, it just you know you gotta you gotta put the ego, you know, yeah. check the pride at the door, and just fucking do something. Maybe we got a business plan. There we go. Make some money. It's all you, guys, you guys go. St we'll figure it out. Listen, keep <laughs> stay stay tuned. We'll figure out what to do. Out yeah. there. Justin, thanks for coming by. Oh, man. dude, it's been a um, pleasure. Is there anything? I'm happy to take a moment. Uh, anything you want to plug? You want to tell what's going on with Carrie or what's going up with the? Um, uh, I you know well plug um, dynamics. Yeah, so, dynamics. Yeah, come come check it out. You know, we our our motto. I still think is the is the best one around. Change your fitness, change your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people mm -hmm. who don't really have a a plan or don't really know how to work out or. Um, 
you know, they, they've just kind of fallen into a rut or they need, you know, some type of a catalyst, uh, you know, to get on the right path, fitness wise, right. life wise, et cetera. You know, they want to lead a healthier life. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I really do think we do a good job, yeah. you know, at, at CrossFit Dynamics. Um, and so, so yeah, check us out. It's CrossFit Dynamics on Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, and, uh, you know, come see us and we'll run a special first month for 99 bucks. So yeah. Great. Come on in, check right. us out. Yeah, Check them out. The story in New York. Thanks a lot, Justin. My pleasure. <laughs>